Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Day 226, 239 days since Joe promised he wouldn't abandon our fellow Americans in the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. Thousands of green card holders, even military families, and uh, yeah, our Afghan allies that are systematically being uh, assassinated. Oh, and little news. Yeah, uh, girls can't go to school anymore. Oh, the old Taliban's back in power uh, because Joe let it all happen. Uh, as we speak, we're not going to waste time on it. Joe is announcing his big economic plan. We're going to raise corporations are now going to pay their fair share. I'm going to put in place a billionaire's cut. That's really for millionaires. Now tell me why. Maybe that sounds appealing. Yeah, they got to pay their fair share. 57% fully of Americans last year did not pay a penny in federal income tax. 57%. So you already have... Now, full and complete redistribution of wealth. Forty Only 43% of Americans pay any income tax. And just to add insult to injury, um, the amount of money the federal government took in was a record amount. And they're, they're taxing people to death. He wants to build out the IRS to basically so everyone gets the Sean Hannity treatment, which is you get audited every year, which is why I pay every single solitary penny and folly, follow every law. Um, if you're not paying your taxes, you're dumb because they will come after you. Um, and so when corporations get taxed more, what do you think the corporation, those evil corporations are going to do? They're going to increase the cost of the goods and services that we purchase. That's not corporations don't really pay taxes in that sense. He's right. They pass the cost on to us. 
And it, we already have a record 40-year high of inflation. We already have a record high in terms of a gallon of gasoline. Everything we buy is costing more. And now it's just going to cost, if this thing passes, and I hope it does not, uh, it, it's all going to cost us the money. He says, well, we're also going to, the billionaires are going to pay their fair share. What, what does that mean for billionaires? And by the way, when you get to the nitty gritty, no, they, they're talking about millionaires. You won't pay a penny if you make under $400,000 a year. If that's a couple, Joe, uh, it's 200000 for the average for an individual. So he lies all the time. But what do you think is going to happen to these rich people? They're not going to invest in businesses uh, the way they used to. They'll be far more judicious when they're mo- when with their money. Now, I don't know. I can't think of anyone I know that was born with a silver spoon in their mouth. I know some rich people, very wealthy people. I know a lot of them that started with nothing. Those are the people that I tend to know. But they didn't get rich by being stupid. They usually, they, I might not like their politics. There are dumb rich people, and there are people that are smart rich people. But in a sense of their political views, but they didn't get rich because they're really dumb on business and economics. Maybe some of them just got lucky. But most people that I know earned it the old-fashioned way through hard work and and finding a a a purpose, a need, a desire, an opening in the marketplace, and they produce better products, they produce better services, and they build out their companies and they work their asses off. That those are the people that I know that have gotten rich. And some people work just as hard, but they maybe have a different calling in life. Maybe your calling is to be a minister. Maybe your calling is to be a nurse. Maybe your calling is to be a fireman or a policeman or in the military. You know, whatever it happens to be. And and you're not the this personal satisfaction you get from that career, your dream career. Every pilot I know always dreamed of being a pilot. Same with every fireman and every policeman. Um, so it's pretty amazing, but they won't invest the money. Now we'll get to this other issue later. We have a lot of serious stuff to talk about today, um, and that's about the Oscars. I'd say about forty percent of my friends think that ah, this is total BS. Nah, this was a setup. I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Why would Chris Rock agree to get slapped in the face in the middle of the Oscars? I that doesn't make any sense to me. What upside is there for him? I don't. So why would he agree to that? Now, I'm not the biggest fan of Will Smith. I don't follow the drama. I guess they have this open marriage and she had cheated and so on. And I just I, I, I could care less about them. I do think Chris Rock is really funny. And I also think if I'm right, that it was real, that he handled it as perfectly as you could, except I would have handled it differently. That's my personal, you know, point of view. But um, I and, and maybe we'll get accused of toxic masculinity here because I hear that word a lot. I don't even know what the hell it means, but, but but whatever. When I grew up, I don't I can't think of a day I played a lot of hockey growing up and I can't think of a day when I was playing hockey, ice hockey, roller hockey, street hockey. We played hockey all the time, played football all the time, played basketball all the time, baseball all the time. That's all we did when we were kids. And it's, but I can't think of a day that whatever the sport was, somebody didn't get into, you know, a row with somebody else. And in the case of hockey, the gloves come off. And it was sort of like the Broad Street Bullies. I was the biggest fan of Bobby Clark, Dave Schultz, Hound Dog Kelly, Rick McLeish, 
uh, uh, Brian Leach. I can't remember. Tom Bladen, Bernie Perrant. I mean, I love that team. And they were a brawling team. And then, they, you know, Dave Schultz would fight either Clark Gillies of the Islanders or Bobby Nystrom of the Islanders. Uh, I mean, it was just a very fun, cool time in hockey. And I always loved it. And as kids, I guess we were just acting like we were pros, and we weren't, but we were having fun. And then people then would have a fight, and everyone would put their gloves back on, you start playing again. It was not a big deal. And I know that that's not the world we live in today, but I'm just, that was my upbringing. So now I believe comedians should have freedom of speech rights. They should be able to say anything they want. And I'm like, say anything you want about me. Now, if you start going after somebody's wife, and you start going after somebody's mother and you start going after somebody's kids. And in the case, I guess, of Will Smith's wife, what's her name? Jada Pinkett Smith or something. Yeah. Um, she has a condition, alopecia, it's called. And where she, I guess she has issues in terms of hair growth, et cetera. OK. And and I guess she has discussed it publicly and she's it's been a difficult you know time for her, whatever. Anyway, so Chris Rocks makes says makes a joke, G.I. Jane 2, and let me play it for you. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> Will Smith walking on stage. Oh, Boom. wow. Wow! Will Smith just smacked the wife's name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That seemed real to me. Keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. And he said it twice, and he was angry. Looked angry to me. It looked real. We'll get to that later in the show. But old school, you know, where I grew up, if if you can say what you want, but you say certain things about family members, you know, that was kind of standard. I know, toxic masculinity, society must change. Okay, save that for another day. But it is, you know, and to Chris Rock's credit, apparently the LAPD got involved. And knew were made aware of the situation. Asked Chris Rock if he wanted to press charges. This is how silly this is all getting. These are two guys. Um, I don't think Chris expected. I thought he was, you know, Will Smith was probably going to joke about it, but he wasn't. It was clear that Will Smith's wife was not happy with that joke. I can tell you that part. Um, anyway, we got other stuff to get to. Look, we have a president that is so bad cognitively. It has been a disaster, his trip abroad. And on mid first, he's telling one woman, I'll play it later in the show. Oh, where did you get your beautiful eyes? A woman, a refugee that just had to abandon her country and leave. And, oh, did you get it from your mother or did you get a creepy Joe came back? That's just that. And that's the least of the problems Joe had. Then you got Joe Biden saying, you know, look at how the people of Ukraine are stepping up and U.S. troops stationed in Poland uh, are going to see, you're going to see this when you are there in Ukraine. Why well, White House has to walk that back. After the White House reiterated, Biden had no intention of sending troops into Ukraine. Then why was he telling the troops? Because he's a cognitive mess. 
you know, something the president has insisted on since the beginning of the conflict. So his comms people, communications people, go nuts. Then the next one is the U.S. will respond in kind if Putin uses chemical weapons in Ukraine. Whoopsie-daisy, another Joe screw-up. And the NSA National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said, no, 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 what the president really meant is that we'll respond accordingly, not in kind. Not that the U.S. would use chemical weapons on its own. Then we have the one that went viral. And although all of them kind of went viral. And that's Joe Biden saying, for God's sake, this man Putin cannot remain in power. And by the way, the media went nuts. They were raving. This is just like Ronald Reagan's tear down this wall moment. And then they walked it back. Listen. A dictator bent on rebuilding an empire will never erase a people's love for liberty. Brutality will never grind down their will to be free. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. For free people refused to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Okay. Now, that's calling for regime change, which, by the way, we were the first to say, sorry, Lindsey Graham followed us, but, you know, he if uh, the Hannity rule from day one has been no boots on the ground. Give if the, if the Ukrainians show a willingness to fight for their country. They were sovereign country invaded. You see mass graves and you see dead women and children and blood is on the hands of the invader, in this case, Vladimir Putin. You, you kind of forfeit your right to run a country, in my view. That's a Hannity rule, Hannity doctrine. And you also forfeit your right to live. We could always hope that somebody in Putin's inner circle, you know, takes him out or maybe a general or a military officer or maybe one of his advisors. I don't know. But you don't you forfeit your right to live if you're killing women and children, which is what we now see. If you're leveling cities like Mariupol, you do you, you forfeit your right that's that's my rule. So he actually got it right. And reporters were like raving about it. He had a tear down this wall moment. Now, if you don't know the history of tear down this wall is Ronald Reagan went to the wall, separates East and West Germany and said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. All right. A huge moment. Now, the lead up to that is his staff. Everybody in Reagan's White House wanted that line out. And Reagan goes, nope. He put it back in. And they take it out. He put it back in. Take it out. He put it back in. And he did it. It was bold. It was brave. It was gutsy. And it was Reagan-esque. It was him. And that's why I like the Reagan doctrine and the Trump doctrine for different reasons. And I support them both. I think they're both applicable today. And then the White House walks it back. It was the one thing that actually Joe was getting right. The Hannity doctrine. And then they had to walk the whole thing back. Anyway, we'll talk about that. We have horrible economic news. I, I'm not trying to depress you. We'll do a little bit on this. Uh, we'll, I can't wait to get Linda's take on this Oscar thing. I, I don't watch it. I didn't even hear about it till this morning because I had done all my work, and I'm like, I'm done. I can't. I can't. You know, I just wanted to just chill for a few minutes. Anyway. Do you believe what you said, that Putin can't remain in power? Or do you now regret saying that because your government has been trying to walk that back? Did your words complicate matters? 
Well, you asked three different questions. I'll answer them all. Number one, I'm not walking anything back. The fact of the matter is I was expressing the more outrage I felt toward the way Putin is dealing and the actions of this man, just, just brutality of it. Half the children in Ukraine. I just come from being with those families. And, uh, and so, um, but I want to make it clear. I wasn't then, nor am I now, articulating a policy change. I was expressing the moral outrage that I feel, and I make no apologies for it. This guy can't keep his story straight. I don't know what his communications team is going to do. Now, French President Macron is urging the U.S. president not to escalate. Uh, the United Kingdom saying the same thing. Rob Portman on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee said this is now going to be Russia's disinformation campaign about the invasion by saying that he wants regime change. I don't give a rip what Vladimir Putin thinks. Uh, he should we he should be taken. He doesn't deserve to run a country when you kill innocent men, women and children. The world's better off without him. That's a fact. Uncle Sam accountable to you every day. Hannity is on. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. So as we just played for you, so uh, all these statements Biden is making, it's just been has been a, 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 a shift show uh, in Europe. And, you know, uh, U.S. troops, uh, you're going to see when you're in Ukraine, uh, White House communications. Oh, no, 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 he didn't mean that. U.S. will respond in kind if Putin uses chemical weapons. No, 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 no. He uh, will respond accordingly. He didn't mean that we would use chemical weapons. Uh, then, for God's sakes, this man Putin cannot remain in power, which would have been a change in policy because that would be a call for regime change. And then, of course, the White House backs that off, and now Joe again is doubled down on it. So, I, you know, it's anybody's guess what Joey's going to say. Now, very interesting comments in the Wall Street Journal regarding this, and that is some issues are just too important to be left to an unscripted Joe Biden. These are dangerous times, and we would all be much safer if Mr. Biden would make greater use of prepared statements on subjects such as, for example, weapons of mass destruction. Yes, it's important for all of us to be able to hear from our elected officials to assess the content of their remarks, as well as the skill and conviction uh, with which they advocate their, for their policies. But this particular elected official does not appear to be up to the task. And while we consider the implications, Mr. Biden should try to uh, say as little as possible in public during an international crisis. That's, I mean, they're dead on accurate. It's embarrassing on top of it, but separate and apart from that, you know, there's no constitutional requirement for the president to make off the cuff remarks or deliver speeches of any kind. If necessary, you can uh, email messages to Congress rather than speaking to legislatures. That was from the Wall Street Journal also, James Freeman. Anyways, latest outburst calling for regime change. And then he was walked back by his staff, and now he seems to have back, gone back to the previous position. It presents a unique challenge. They go on since he happens to be the sitting president of the United States, but there's no constitutional requirement for him to make off-the-cuff remarks. He's not up to the task. French President Macron urging Joe to shut up and not escalate the situation. Same thing in Great Britain. Same thing with Senator Portman. 
Um, now, in terms of what's going on, the World Health Organization says Russia now has attacked 72 hospitals. Uh, they're now uh, Ukrainian officials saying that Russian bombs have, a, have totally obliterated. And you see the images. Some people think these are false images, fake ones, fake news. Well, from the images that I've gotten from Fox camera people, looks pretty real to me that they pretty much obliterated Mariupol. And it's sad. God only knows how many people were killed and as this went on. Um, Ukraine's deputy minister said Sunday that the southeastern city of Mariupol uh, simply does not exist anymore. Adding the objective more than a month uh, that Russia's objective has nothing to do with humanity. They don't have access to water, food, and more than 85% of the whole town is destroyed. Ukrainian leader Zelensky saying, or one of the leaders saying during an appearance on, on one of the Sunday shows, it doesn't exist anymore, the city. Zelensky says he's ready to compromise over Russian control of eastern Ukraine's uh, border regions. Um, I know that Erdogan, who I don't trust either, is involved in the negotiations, but Russia's demanding basically the country and unilateral disarmament of the Ukrainians. Well, I asked this question. What would you want America to do? Are we going to give up half the country because we, we Vladimir Putin or some thug uh, murdering dictator invades us? Or are we going to fight like Americans? Recent polls showed a lot of Democrats are not willing to fight for America. That kind of surprised me. His approval rating is in the tank. He is, you know, the latest one has him at NBC's lowest. His average now, real clear politics, has been in the 30s. Now he's at 40% in this new survey, and for good reason. Um, and it's hitting every demographic uh, group. Among African Americans, his job approval rating, you know, is now down to 60%. Uh, among women, it's 44%. Among independents, you know, he's been in, in the 20s at this point. So none of this is going well for Joey, and the world sees the weakness. Our European allies cannot believe that uh, we this guy is our president and the leader of the free world. And, you know, the two things that I keep focusing on, and uh, we're going to have a, uh, a task uh, force to look into how uh, Europe can wean themselves off of giving Vladimir Putin and Russia billions of dollars. Well, they should have listened to Donald Trump in 2017, 18, and 19, because he kept warning them how stupid it is. And then he did something really offensive. He gave Angela Merkel a white flag. She goes, what's this for? Because you're surrendering to Russia. Then he lectured NATO's leader, said, this is stupid. We're paying more dollars than anyone else to protect your NATO countries from Russia. And we pay more in terms of real dollars, and we pay more in terms of percentage of GDP. And you're not paying your fair share. Step up and pay your fair share, and then stop making Russia and Putin rich again. I mean, this this is madness. Do I think they'll come to a deal? I just don't have any idea. Is these endless errors are are just he's not equipped for this job. That's all there is to it. This isn't even an opinion. This is truth. There's a difference between truth and opinion. I do not see Joe Biden as up to this task, nor do I see the vice president or Nancy Pelosi either. You know, he, he made the biggest mistake. He ad libbed. For God's sake, this man man cannot remain in power. Okay, then they fix it. Now they're going to have to fix it again. Watching them fix it again is going to get interesting. How do you fix it twice? Um, so 
you know, Vladimir is a butcher. Again, moments after meeting with a Ukraine refugee, asked one of the refugees, where did you get your beautiful eyes from? I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so humiliating. How does he get overthrown? What, you know, one person says, well, that's going to be up to the Russian people. But as long as Putin has the money from the oil, the billions every day, it's going to be easier for him to stay in power. And the odds are greatly reduced. So there's two things that NATO should be focused on. There's no need for a task force that's going to take forever. And that is, number one, immediately finding alternative sources of energy. And number two, providing Ukraine the weaponry, not one American boot on the ground. Follow the Reagan doctrine. Follow the Trump doctrine. It's not it's this. This is all simple stuff. And, you know, watching the world and it, it was such an I thought I thought it was bad when Kamala went abroad, you know, and and Kamala's doing interviews. And what was she talking about? What was the phrase she was passage of time, the passage of time, the passage of time. The pa Nobody knows what the hell she's talking about. And she talks about the situation with Russia, Ukraine. Well, Ukraine is a country in Europe. Now, Russia is a bigger country next to Ukraine. Now, the bigger country, they're bad and they invaded Ukraine. I'm like, OK, that's our that's option, too. Um, now, the the director, I guess, of the WNBA, you've got this. We, we've got an American being held hostage by Vladimir Putin right now. And she's a, a, a phenomenal, I hear, basketball player. I don't follow the WNBA much. Being detained. Her name is Brittany Griner. And how is it, you know, why isn't Joe demanding that she get returned home? It's over. I think she has like a, a jewel pod that had weed in it. Okay. It's not, this is not the biggest, worst offense ever in the world. Why is she, now we're talking about five months in jail? Joe, what are you doing to free our fellow American? When are you going to stand up to Vladimir and says, let our fellow American come home? Stand up and fight, Joe. Don't take it. You know, Vladimir pushes you around the world and pushes the world around and the world does nothing. Europe's goal right now, and this is more Europe's problem than ours. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm supportive of drones and, and javelins and stingers and and missile defense and air defense systems and i'm supportive if poland wants to give migs give the migs let let the ukrainians have shown an incredible ability to fight back and they're outmanned and they're outgunned um now Zelensky apparently is willing to give on some issues here according to summaries of of where this peace agreement may navigate towards and anyway where you know, Russian President Putin claims his invasion aims to denazify Ukraine, and apparently that never came up in any discussions. Now, remember, Putin wants big portions of Ukraine, and he wants Ukraine unilater to unilaterally disarm. He did, never should Zelensky give in to that. And by the way, talking about assassinations, it's Putin who sent in mercenaries to kill Zelensky and his family. If this man survives this, it'll be a miracle, and I pray that he does. Because a lot of other leaders of countries would have been on the private jet, sought asylum, and they would have taken, you know, tens of millions of dollars in, in currency and precious metals and walked out the door. He's not. He's out there fighting. Anyway, so Putin claimed the invasion denazified. Zelensky spoke with Russian media outlets saying that his country is open to guaranteeing Ukraine's neutrality 
and its nuclear-free status. That was the Budapest Agreement. They were the third largest nuclear power. They never should have given up those weapons. Bad mistake. Anyway, um, but it, we wouldn't be here today. But its representatives will not sign any agreement until Russian troops withdraw from the country. That, that's not going to happen. But Zelensky, anyway, laid out his ground rules for that. Uh, and, and these missile strikes are devastating one city after another. And indiscriminate bombing of innocent men, women, and children. And in that sense, those facts on the ground, I think, compel us to at least give the Ukrainians the weapons so they can fight. That's the Reagan doctrine. That's where I'm at. By the way, Russian troops were firing at a nuclear reactor, according to one of the Ukrainian ministers. And Zelensky is begging for more munitions and and more equipment so they can fight their own fight. Um, Apparently, the Kremlin shut down Zelensky's interview with independent Russian journalists. Cyber attacks have escalated dramatically. Uh, we, We think some of them are coming from China, according to reports. I don't know. I haven't confirmed that for myself. Russia says they'll now concentrate on the eastern Ukrainian border after announcing an end of invasion's first phase. How nice. These Chinese cyber attacks on NATO countries are up 116 percent, according to FoxBusiness.com. Senator Rubio warning the threat of a cyber attack from Russia and China. He's right about all of these things. And anyway, one top Intel uh, Congressman Mike Turner wants a classified briefing on Biden and President Xi's call. I hope we get it. Why don't they release that transcript? But the time is running out, I'll tell you right now, to deter China. China's watching all this, and so is Kim Jong-un, and so are the mullahs in Iran. And Israeli Arab Summit convenes, and Blinken is trying to reassure our allies on Iran. What, they're going to give them billions of dollars, allow Putin to build the nuclear facility, and... And I'll take Iranian National Guard troops off our no-fly list. That's why. So we can import oil and make the mullahs in Iran rich again? I, th- these are surreal, stupid times. I, I know we'd rather talk about Chris Rock. It's more fun. We'll get to it. But this is really deadly serious. Now, on top of that, Biden's corporate wealth tax, his personal wealth tax, all that's going to do is we're gonna, you're going to pay for it. Trust me, corporations don't pay taxes. You'll see. I'm right. I wish I was wrong. Inflation is now sent. New York posted an analysis. You know, it's skyrocketed uh, dramatically uh, this year. It's going to cost you a lot more money. Consumer confidence now is at an 11-year low. Inflation remains at a 40-year high. And gas prices Yes, remain at record high numbers. We've never seen these numbers before for a gallon of gasoline. And the Biden administration is also set to slam, if it's not bad enough, automakers with a billion dollars in extra costs, according to Reuters. The Biden National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has reinstated a sharp increase in penalties for automakers whose vehicles do not meet fuel efficiency requirements for model years 2019 and beyond. Really? At this point, you can't get a new car. There's no inventory. And if you want to get a new car, prices are jacked up 40%. That's why I say go to carshield.com slash Hannity because more people are keeping their cars longer, which means the risk of an expensive repair is higher. Joe Manchin even wants a trillion-dollar tax increase. This is a guy that says said back in 2010, I can't look the people in West Virginia in the eye and ask them to pay a penny more until I know we're running this government efficiently. He's right. He was right then. 
And he said, I don't think during a time of recession you mess with any of the taxes. He was right then, too. Not sure what's going on with, with him, but we'll see over time. But it would be a really dumb idea. Even Obama's economic people get it. They know this is a disaster. Uh, oh, and federal energy regulators, they're now battling back against Biden's anti-pipeline policies, also on Fox Business. And in this case, Manchin lauded the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission for uh, for reversing a February policy statement against building proposed gas pipelines. Today's unanimous vote in the open meeting was, of course, a correction from their previous partisanship. And I appreciate the willingness to address significant concerns raised by many members of the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee. I was also pleased to see them approve three additional pipeline projects. Oh, I wonder if AOC and the squad and the climate change uh, religion cultists and new Green Deal socialist Democrats know. They may not know yet. All right, we got Dan Hoffman on the situation in Ukraine. We'll get to the Chris Rocket. I can't wait to get Linda's take on this. I bet you we're gonna we may disagree on some of this. That's my prediction. Awesome. I don't know. Won't be the first time. No, it's not gonna be the last either. All right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.